Oh. Oh, shoot. Love you guys. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, LKN. 7.06, Justin Kazepis. Bill's on the sticks. Got to start the day off with a little java. You got to. Have you have you had yours yet? <sighs> got to have it on a morning like this. See, coffee, coffee knows no bounds. Highs, lows, everything in between. WSIC News is aware, obviously, of the shooting incident that took place at UNC Chapel Hill. Um, we don't have any more details than you have and what you can you can see online and, and what you're hearing as well. Never a good scenario. That's, that's the mantra. It's never a good situation. Never something you want to see, particularly schools. Anytime any, any threat to, to children is involved, it's, it's just not okay. And uh, I'm not saying I've got an answer. Not saying that there's one size fits all in any type of solution. It's just an unfortunate situation that is part of the world, and I don't think it'll ever leave, unfortunately, until uh, until time has run up. And so, our thoughts, our prayers are with the families and those involved, the students. I believe that the school is closed. There's no classes today. I believe that they've announced, and so for that opportunity and. Um, we all have situations in our life that we've experienced, that we've occurred, some seemingly more tragic than others, and never a, never a good thing. So an opportunity to come together as people, recognize our frailties, recognize that nobody's perfect, recognize that um, we all hurt sometimes, and um, to just remember that you never know what somebody's going through. You never know. I always think that way when I walk into like a, a store or I go somewhere and I'm out and I cross paths with somebody and I don't know. I don't know him from, from Edom. I don't know him from Adam. And, and, and I try to just be kind. I think that's, that's the ultimate lesson here is you just never know what somebody's going through. I mean, I mean, the, the, and I'm assuming it's a guy, right? I think, we, I think they've said it was a guy, a, a male shooter at, at this point that that's been released. And you know, how many people did he walk past Right before before he pulled out a firearm. Yeah, such a crazy and like you said, terrible scenario. It's not it's not a good thing. No, not fun. It's not fun. Um, you know, and and I and I'm most of the time lighthearted. I, I just anytime that the you know the shooting stuff is just terrible, man. It's 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 not fair. You know what I mean? Like that that's one way to think about it. That that crosses my. It's just not fair. Uh, life's not fair, unfortunately, sometimes. And I, and I'm, again, I'm not taking anything lightly here. I just, I just be kind, you know, and when you see something, this, when I, when I talk about the random selfie stuff, right? Like it's a joke, but at the same time, I think there's the mantra behind it of just show some love and some kindness to people. Right. And right. that's what we want to do. And that's what we, that's what we enjoy doing here. We enjoy, uh, uh, making you laugh, making you, uh, have a positive outlook as crazy as the world is. And the, and the world is crazy. Absolutely bonkers. And there's no shortage of that, and we'll we'll get to a lot of that exciting stuff today. But just wanted to take a moment to reflect and and just you know just remind everybody you never know what somebody's going through. And so, uh, well done, Justin. That's the best I can do right now. Yeah, that's the best I, I think can you do. Handled right that well. Now. Thank you. I appreciate it. It could have gone a completely different direction. 
Correct. And I did. And yes. I'm glad and I'm glad for that. As, as I know you're glad for that too, Bill. Correct. That's right. It's Tuesday. I'm happy to see you. Happy to be seen. Happy to be seen. We'll talk about it multiple times. I'm surprised. I'm shocked that, unless I missed it in the national. Uh, Trump's court date got set. It did. It's been set, baby. March 5th. 5th or 4th? 5th or 4th? 4th. One of the days, whatever day is before, I think on March 4th, because Super Tuesday is March, March 4th. 5th. Coincidence? Coincidence? The day before Super Tuesday? Isn't it? Isn't it just weird? Like, like this is the the. the are, are we that? Blo- am I? Am I overthinking it? Am I overthinking? No, Justin. That's the way the calendar lands. That's just the way it lands. Like, it would seem like a uh, perfect script if I was producing this show called USA. We didn't do this intentionally. This is wow. Oh my god! It did happen like that. Oh my goodness! It's kismet. It's kids. <laughs> it just doesn't make sense to me. I, I literally, you're talking about one of one of the most iconic figures in the United States. Love him or hate him, you know who President Trump is, and you set the trial date. He is a filed candidate for president of the United States again, and you set the start of the trial date to the day before Super Tuesday. This is absurd. At what point do 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 we just say, okay, life's a game show. I'm going to play it. Let me go buy some crack and let's see what happens. What do you do? How can you how can you not look at this and say to yourself, this is a game? Right. Is there another answer? Am I miss is there a perspective I'm missing right now? 844 Studio 4. If you've got a perspective that I'm just not thinking about, it's the justice system. Well, Justin. here I am trying to get my life together, right. trying to take myself serious. Right. And then I got all this, you know, Gupalaga. Right. You know? I don't know how else to, that that's the best that that's the that's an official word right there. Look it up. Gupalaga. That's what this is when I look at it when I see these headlines come past. And, and I believe Trump's attorneys were arguing for like 2026 right. was like the date they were. It's kind of hard to fathom that, like, given how much time prosecution typically takes, takes in high profile cases for the special counsel, uh, a Jack something. I, I won't I won't make the joke I was going to make uh, Jack uh, to say, oh, we're ready for an expedited trial, expedient trial. We could expedite. Like you, you just know everything and you're ready to go. Like, like what you, you're just going to play his, the Twitter clip. Is that, is that pretty much it? Like you're just going to play his speech on the lawn. That's, that's the only evidence you're going to put forward or. Cause it seemed like there was a lot of moving parts that day. Correct. There was a lot of things going on. Some of which were organic. Some of which very well may have been planned. Don't know if that's even been sorted through yet. So how could this not be a spec? And then what if he loses? What if he loses the trial and is convicted? And then he's got to go through this appeal process. Because I, 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 has it been declared? Is this a bench trial? Is this a jury trial? I, I don't even know. I've, I haven't been following. You know, I've got other things to do with my life, like actually work. They'll shove it down your throat soon. I have no doubt, yeah. right? Oh, uh, no. Is this a bench trial? Is it a jury trial? I, I, you know, it's federal court. So the rules are definitely different. The process is different. You can only go so far. What's Trump going to appeal instantly to the Supreme Court? Is that the next level? Like, do they not understand he already has more free publicity than anybody else in the entire world? 
and now they're going to let him go before the Supreme. What if he represents him? Let, what if he goes like uh, what represents himself? You know, I'm just pro se, I'm pro se defendant. I'm going to represent myself. It's going to be amazing. I'm going to do the best cross examination of these of these fools that you've ever seen in your life. It's going to be beautiful. And then I'm going to go to the Supreme Court and I'm going to argue in front of the justices I put there. I put them there for a reason. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be huge. What else can we do with our day? Let's just put it on all the TVs. Put the entire trial live. The whole thing. Opening argument. I want pre-trial motions. I want all of it live. If you aren't willing to do that, U.S. government, you're a sham. Good morning, okay, and it's good to see you, baby. A44 Studio 4. Good morning, okay, and Justin Kazepis, 718 bills on the sticks. I went everybody. Oh, oh. Gonna check a traffic. There's an accident. Traffic? Traffic. That's gonna be your best alternate. Moving kind of slowly. And we've got Jeff on the phone from iCats. Rideicats.com, your alternative transportation source. Jeff, how are we looking on the streets this morning? Jeff? Jeff, are you there? He might be there. Jeff might be there, might not be there. Jeff, if you can hear me, just know, sir, I can't hear you. And I don't know. Is it me? It's probably not. It could be. Not impossible. Jeff, call us back. We'd love to talk with you. Want to know what's going on on those streets? Give us a call, Jeff. 844-STUDIO-4. We're going to get a check-in from Jeff and iCats. Jeff's driving around. So Jeff isn't actually a driver with iCats. He, he drives typically the express route to Charlotte. So three bucks from Iredale County to the city. If you're looking for an alternative means of transportation and Jeff calls in each morning, 715 and 815 to give us the traffic updates, what's going on on the roads, we need to know. And so who knows what's going on right now on the roads? Maybe something's going down. Yeah, I'm not 100 percent sure what's going on there. That's OK. Stuff he's, happens. Uh, yeah, he's in our channel one. He's in there. But there's no words coming out. Unmuted. Trust me. Checked everything. Went through the checklist. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but somehow I still feel responsible for this. It's okay. I do have a decent segue. Okay. I went everybody's head about the bird. It's time for the word of the day. What's the word? Today's word of the day. Today's word of the day is... Today's word of the day is hobby horse. Hobby horse. Hobby horse. Hobby horse. One hobby word. Hobby horse. Hobby horse. Hobby horse. Okay. May is I have it? An, it uh, oh, wait. It's a noun. It's I'm going to spell it for our listeners. Is it a horse? H-O-B-B-Y-H-O-R-S-E. A toy horse. I'm just going to take a shot in the dark here. That was an excellent guess, but no. Okay. It is a noun, so it is a person, place, or thing. I'm going to go with thing. Okay. It is a thing. Okay. Context clues. Would you like to hear it in a sentence? I think I'm going to need it. Wait, do you have the national origin by chance? Uh, American. Okay. <laughs> American. Go ahead. 
The so-called Curse of the Bambino was a favorite hobby horse of my Red Sox-loving grandfather until the team finally won the World Series in 2004. You're going to have to do that one over again because it was a baseball reference, so I almost fell asleep. Give me that one one more time. The so-called Curse of the Bambino was a favorite hobby horse of my Red Sox-loving grandfather until the team finally won the World Series in 2004. Story. Favorite story, favorite pastime, favorite... How about another sentence? Oh, yes. Once he gets on his hobby horse and starts talking about taxes, you can't get him to discuss anything else. His soapbox, his solo speech, his, his monologue, his... Not bad, not bad. A hobby horse, this is the definition. Okay. Hobby horse, noun. Looks like... Uh, Pronunciation-wise, like you should be from Boston, like a hobby horse. Habby. Like a hobby horse. Habby. A hobby horse usually refers to a topic that someone dwells on, returning to again and again, especially in conversation. So mm. whenever you talk about baseball, you get on your hobby horse about how boring it is. Where I have got to disagree. I watched Grayson Rodriguez stand on the mound for six innings throw one hit, shut out baseball, only to have D.L. Hall come off the mound uh, in relief, another scoreless inning, another scoreless inning, Orioles win 9-0 against the Chicago White Sox. Take that. In full hobby horse fashion, I'd rather watch baseball than eat a dozen pumpkin-filled daylight donuts. Said no one. Said no one. I was like, hmm, <laughs> I don't think he's using it correctly. But then he but brought it back. did you know. You brought it back. Nice, nice, Okay, nice. okay right. hobby thank, horse. Thank you. I appreciate that. That's okay. nice. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, hobby horse your way out over there and uh, we'll go watch some baseball or something. Hobby horse, hobby horse. Do you have a conversation or a topic that just keeps popping up in conversation? Give the radio station a call. 844-STUDIO-4. If you've got a random conversation that just continues to occur over and over and And you don't have to call them out. You can call in as an anonymous person. We can call them out on air. Maybe it'll stop. It might stop. Probably not. Probably not. And, uh, you know, we're coming up on that holiday time. You know, can you believe it's already about to be here? Because it's the end of August. It's about to be September. Wild. (laughs) 26 25 days till fall i believe right i think we're less than a month yeah i think we're at 25 we're less than a month uh you know all of the stores come september 1 do the changeover no no more is it about summertime fun in the sun nope bathing suits sunscreen pool toys nope full-fledged fall autumn halloween Christmas, Thanksgiving, it's on. And you're going to be spending a lot of time with family. You're going to be sitting around at the table. Somebody's going to be hobby horsing. Let's go and air it out now. Let's prep you for those conversations. A lot of hobby horsing going going around. A lot. So let's prep you. We're going to give you the free prep course on air. Call in with the topic that you know Uncle Jim is going to talk about at the Thanksgiving table that nobody wants to talk about because you've seen his posts on Facebook. You know how he feels, and he's not going to shy away from it. He will hobby horse the entire conversation. So call in now. We'll prep you. We will give you the silver bullet response 
to any topic that your family throws at you as part of the gathering time that is the holiday season. 844-STUDIO-4. We, we have the book on everything. We will give you the predefined responses. You're going to want to have a pen and paper handy in order to jot down the notes. Some of it will be loquacious. A good amount of it, though, will be one-line zingers. And so if you can some way, form, or fashion put it together in your mind and your brain follicles to keep it together, that'll also work. Yeah, and if you just, if you hear it come out, right, you just start pointing, stand up, hobby horse, hobby horse. Yeah, that's hobby a, horse. Look, don't be you can't be giving away the playbook that quick, Bill. Okay, yeah, okay? Right. you know right. that's one of the moves. That that's certainly a move <laughs> that I am not afraid to pull that card on. And, and you have to be look. Part of this is going to require you to be real. You're going to have to be willing to do things you might normally not do, like when you see grandma, grandma, you know, Gam Gam getting inside of the gin bottle a little early. You know, hey, we haven't even started the cranberry sauce yet. What are we doing? You're going to have to start saying some things. Mind your business. You know, you're going to have to. It may require, you know, song and dance. Have you ever just been involved in a random yodel before? Has that ever occurred during your Thanksgiving? Well, it might this year. Who Who is the best cha-cha slide dancer in the family? Shout out DJ Casper. You know, you could do that. And you could shout that too. RIP DJ Casper. Maybe that's what it requires. Maybe that's what you need to do as part of this, you know, figuring things out to get people off of their hobby horse. 844-STUDIO-4. What's the craziest thing that you're prepared to hear this, this holiday season? Bill, do you do a bunch of family gathering for the holidays, or what do you guys normally do? Um, yeah, it's always gathering with family, either uh, my family. Sure. Um, or we'll go up and see Grace's family as well. And she's got Do you guys have family. a whole s- schedule worked out as far as you know Thanksgiving versus Christmas or Christmas Eve versus Christmas? Yeah, I think we do a pretty good job alternating. Okay. Um, the Thanksgiving Christmas scenario. Sure. Um, so, you know, this is kind of actually the first time we've been in Charlotte. Or wow. Kind of in the area, um, you know, near my parents. So, but there's no family really more south for you guys, right? Like now at this point, now because Nat's family moved up here correct, as well. Correct. So it's yeah. Yeah. No. No one. So it's north. It's all north. Cold. North. Right. Which is kind of nice, you know, when King I go up the there north. and I. I see the uh, snow that everyone talks about. It's the wind that gets me. The yeah. snow, the snow doesn't bother me. Correct. The wind. The wind is real, you know. But uh, you know, she's a turkey trotter, so you know we're always running five k's. Oh, oh yeah. gosh. Yeah. Ugh. Yes. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I shouldn't hate on it. Yeah, I, I should it. do a five k. I should probably do more. Well, it's one of those things you, you hate doing it at the time. Sure. Then you but find then you a feel way to good. Yeah, you afterwards. rally. We did the color run a couple a few years back. Okay. So the color run that went down at Charlotte Motor Speedway. You just run through and just get blasted with color powder just all over your face. Yeah, does it do you get any like in your mouth or anything? I mean you like, can. Like I wouldn't be running around with your mouth open. Right. That's certainly a thing. Uh it can happen. And I uh I, I would I would be just seems like a huge uh, you know, I'm grateful to say I haven't experienced that. Yeah, just a, just a big hurdle. To but get there's over. definitely the people that like you know are hanging out because because it's a, it's a trickle down effect. You know, somebody gets whammed in the face, then they want to do some whamming, 
So they just hang out on the side. Oh, look at these unsuspecting victims right here. Wham! <laughs> Check it out, it's a family. Just, <laughs> just powder to the face. You know, it's it, it's it's yellow. <laughs> and uh, that's a good time. So uh, hence why I don't do 5Ks anymore. There you go. Good morning, LKN844 Studio 4. Should we talk about Christmas already? Is that what we're doing? Is that what just happened? No, no, no. It's still summertime. Oh, it's still summer. Okay. Still summer. You can still get out on the lake if you can, maybe. Right. I don't know. We'll be back. Good morning, LKN. Justin Kazepis, 7.33, officially. Scientists think they figured it out. They think they figured out the connection to humans and apes. They think they've done it. I don't think it's ever going to happen, but they think they've done it. And it all stems from this, this family, this one family in Turkey. They walk on all fours. It's in rural Turkey. They shock the world. The, the Euless family. They walk on all fours, and it just baffled the scientists. Just baffled them. Fits the story of human evolution. Could you walk on all fours, Bill? Could you do that on a day-to-day -day basis? I definitely could. No, you could not. I'm scared of the man I would become. Do it. I mean, I will. Do it. I'm not right now. Do it right now. Try to walk on I all got, fours. See if you can do it. I know I can. Do it. I can gallop. Let's see. You can gallop? <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, go ahead. We have the WSIC News video stream up right now on all of the social platforms. You're you can, really making me do this. You can see Bill gallop. I want to see you gallop. Oh, he's muted the mic, too. Okay, so Bill is down. He is now down on all fours. Oh, wow. He disappeared. I can't even see him. In, oh, there he's back. He's back. Wow, that is that is an ape-like stance you had there. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. You you were you you do have physical abilities and you were able to do it down the hallway back. How it's in jeans too? How tired are you right now? Not tired. <laughs> at all. I had three bananas this morning. Well, oh wow. Okay, is that okay? Maybe, I think I was just leaning into the. Uh, sure. I, I, no, 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 no. I was. I was just. Did you really have three bananas though? No. Oh, okay. But could you do that full time? Uh, it'd be tough. It'd be tough. Here, here's the real question. It's easier to walk. Why would you want to? Right. Sounds like they can't help it. They <laughs> just in, ingrained in the they DNA. They are the link. They, yep. This is it. This is. We have found it finally. One family left. Some members of the U.S. family have a quadrupedal gait that had never been reported in adult modern humans. They have this quadrupedal gait right that allows them to walk on all fours the doctor was like ah, that's a little too much paperwork this is we're a, just not gonna write that down we're not gonna they were they were just discovered though 2006 okay so where have they been hanging out like right. nobody thought like like and is this like a, a first generation concept right or is it like no you can go back look go at our back. family pictures <laughs> here's the portrait we've been doing this Great, great Gigi right there. She led the way. All fours. Every photo. Like, who's taking the picture then at that point? 
Right. Is it a down low? It would have to be like an on the ground family portrait angle. You know, like almost looking up, like you put it on the ground and kind of angle it toward toward the sun. Right. I'm. Yeah. All fours is tough. I mean, just con- but you want to do it. Like, why? Why? I, have you seen the movie The Crudes? Yes. Animation movie. Um, yes. I think I've seen the first one. I, I don't know. I know they have another. Nicolas Cage was the voice of the dad in it, and no, no and Emmy love the movie. And yes. uh, they do that. They kind of like do this hops, but they still walk. But then right. they'll every once in a while like add for extra a thrust, little, a little get up, yeah, yeah. And uh, so okay, I get it, I get it. But the thought of like, like just why, like why would you want to walk on all fours like this? And and it's not like they're down on their knees. Like that's the thing is they're they're at a a full V shape in the back. Your back's got to be killing you. Well, even just the joints on your shoulders. I mean, that, <laughs> it's just mm, over time. Mm. That's what I mean. Like I I I wonder like okay, we're they not do, built for that. Thank you. They they do this on camera, but is it like when the camera leaves? Haha, we got them. Right. Like. Hey, we're going to remember that documentary we wanted to be on. Yeah, we're, we got we it. Are in deep. <laughs> we got, so now every time like somebody they don't know comes on the scene. Hey, no, 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 no. It's 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 Jimbo. It's Jim. Oh, OK. All right, everybody stand up. Right, everybody stand up. We're good, we're good. We're good. We're to go. We're good, we're good. We're good to go. Uh, but they, they've been described as the missing link. We've been looking for it for a long time. Scientists have been making the, the statement uh, why this isn't catching more, more, more media attention. I'll never understand. Right. I mean, it seems like the greatest discovery of all time, right? This is what we've been waiting on. This is this is what people have been thinking about, uh, the connection between man and ape, the human evolution. Here it is. Look no further. There's one family left. Before they're extinct, you better hurry up. Are they teaching their children this too? Right. Like, is this just going to be a lifelong forever thing? Kind of like hoarders? Is that like kind of what this is going to turn into? Or is there like, you know, the one kid that's like, hey, dad, I see... Look at how they're bringing their groceries. <laughs> Can they, they? I doubt they drive cars. I mean, they're on all fours. I mean, because like, if you got it, like, how would you like drive with the steering wheel, like, right. like chin on, hmm. like a little chin satchel? Turn the wheel. I mean, you can't even do bikes, really, can you? You'd have to make a custom one. I'm trying to think too. Like, if you lay down, right? Like, if you lay down, you're on all fours. Are you? Are you this? Is this you, Bill? Right here, like at night. Like, kind of right. like a possum, you know? Yeah, I don't know, man. Like an know. opossum? I don't know. You know when they get when they get scared and they just like kind of freeze up like the like is that? I like how that... you said opossum though. The silent O does get people. The silent O is real. I'm just trying to think through this. I, I if you're gonna commit to the bit, you've got to commit. That's usually my rule, right? Like when we come up with a new thing to do, I say, okay, we got to commit to the bit. Right. These people are they really committed? I think we need to go. We need to go to Turkey. Right. We need to find out. We've got some questions. We need to do some investigative journalism. I think if you just give it a couple weeks, I think you'll see another headline that says, oh, four-legged family seen walking. Four-legged? Now we're just going to give them all, no, no arms, no just arms. all legs. I mean, that's what they are, right? If they're walking around on all fours? I guess, technically, I guess, I guess technically you have to. You see this family at Burkdale, your response. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I don't no, no response. I, have, I see do. it as a learning opportunity. Yeah, more power to This is a learning opportunity for me to teach my children. You see, you see, son, some people are different. Right. We don't judge them. No. You, you might stare at them for a moment. Right. But they are not causing me harm. But they're not doing anything to me. They, right. they can live their life. It's, it's called the pursuit of happiness, son. Well, have you seen the people who uh, they do like the horse competitions? 
Equestrian? I'm a big fan of equestrianism. Right. Well, this is where the humans are horses. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Who's riding? Nobody. They're just just free free gallop. Correct. Hmm. Correct. They go right into a stable. They'll go over like... Eat some hay. Benches over, you know, the hurdles that the horses go over. Sure. It's the whole thing. Clean up the skata. And they commit to the bit. I think they're giving out scholarships. <laughs> I think Clemson's got some of those. Oh yeah, they're big on a great equestrian. program. Yeah, great. It is college program. football season though. It is college football season. We what? got a, we got big matchup who, coming. Who in you got? This Who's your college football team? Like who? You, do you... know, going to a a small school, right? Greensboro College. I, I never really had the football experience. Sure. Um. So I don't. I don't really have a team. I'm, I usually pick. Uh, when I was in Atlanta, it was fun, obviously, and convenient to root for the the dogs. Ooh. Um, but really, was I that just, was that with the bark? Is that right? Is good. that how they do it? That was pretty good. How do they do it? <laughs> yeah, I got to work on it. Like a little bulldog. <laughs> still in preseason. I still got a preseason bark. I got to um, I got to warm up my 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 larics. Right. Right. If that's what it is. Um. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I don't really have a commitment. I know my brothers like South Carolina, and I know they're coming into town. Um, South Carolina, North Carolina. Gamecocks? It's a big, big Bill game. Russell, big Gamecocks fan. Huge. Big Gamecocks fan. Yep. I think uh, App State beat, beat the Gamecocks once. Did they really? Maybe. Who didn't they beat? There's world beaters, right? They, uh, they beat Michigan. That was our claim to fame years and years. That was before I got there. So that right. was the thing. It's like that was the high that they were riding. Correct. Whenever I got Armani there. Edwards. Armani Edwards, and they App State's retiring his number this year. Oh, cool. Armani Edwards' number's getting retired. Uh, kind of opened my eyes to the whole like finally looking at okay, what's the path for someone who wants to go to the NFL? Because you know Armani Edwards signed with the Panthers, right? For a year, right? It was a one-year deal. I think he got him. QB though. Huh? I think it was wide receiver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like slot, something yeah. like that. It got a million bucks, I think, for for a year. Not a bad gig. No, not too bad. You know what I mean? Like, well, hey, man, football's tough, dude. It, dude, you, you talk about you talk about walking on all fours, dude. Like you get yeah. wrecked. Football get wrecked. Football is tough. I mean, I fell on my knees the other day, and I've been complaining for two weeks. So <laughs> you talk about when you played lacrosse. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I don't you didn't know. even have anybody like try to tackle you. Right. No. Baseball or football, which one's more physical? Uh, football is probably more consistently physical. Baseball or tennis, which one is more physical on the body? Um, tennis might have a little bit more consistent uh, uh, pressure on, on the knees and everything. Baseball or ping pong, which what, what one? Makes, what which makes baseball one... <laughs> tough is it, it's sudden. <laughs> Which one requires more hand-eye coordination, baseball or ping-pong? Baseball. Baseball. Debatable. Baseball. Is that, is that true? Yeah. The ball's bigger. It's the hardest thing to do in sports. Is what? Hit a baseball. We'll find out. Because, you know, we have, a, we have a competition coming up. Yep. Uh, Bill Russell called me out. President of Lake Norman Chamber called me out. Good riddance. Told me, said, quit talking junk about baseball. Right. Get off your hobby horse. Get off. And so he's challenged me to a home run hitting competition. We're going to do it at D-Bat in Huntersville, the end of September. That will be fun. The loser has to wash dishes at Angels and Sparrows pre-Thanksgiving. It's not going to be a lo- no. Nobody's losing. Nobody's losing in, in that scenario because when you're giving back to, to charity, it's, it's always a good thing to, to those um, in need. But I will be able to have my day of reckoning against the sport of baseball. 
than practicing with Noah in the backyard a little bit. Am I allowed to practice beforehand? I guess we didn't talk about those rules. You had better. Oh, okay. So I, it's expected of me to. I would hope so. Now I'm about to go get a membership. There we go. Good morning, LKN 844-STUDIO-4. <laughs> Good morning, LKN. Justin Kazepis. 7.48. You're on your way to work. Better get there. If you, if you start your day at 8 o'clock, you're about to be late. But you can take us with you. Just pop that earbud in WSICnews.com, any of the social platforms. You know you're doing it anyway. You know you're looking through all the stuff on social media and all that. Look, I'm not going to tell your boss on you. I'm just saying I know, I know what you're doing. I get it. I've been an employer multiple times. Still an employer. I get it. It's tough out there. So uh, just pop that ear button. At least, you'll, at least you can say, tell, say to your boss, hey, what are you doing? I'm getting the best news I could possibly get in my ear follicles. That's what I'm doing. Because some of this stuff out here is crazy. Some people done lost their minds. You look at the headlines these days. What do you think? Like, like are the stories that are being put in front of you the stuff that your brain is already thinking about. I just, I'm curious, like, like, isn't, isn't the news supposed to be a reflection of what we as people want? Isn't that the real purpose behind it? So when we see stories pop up, you know, is it really what we're thinking about? One thing that I think we all can connect with is weather events, weather events. You know, we all are curious about weather events. Idalia is, is, is looking rough right now. Idalia is looking like like she gonna come through and she's upset with somebody. Somebody owes her some money. And Florida's about to find out. Yeah, take it seriously. How much? No, take seriously. Like, like this is one of those things like we talked about yesterday. Would you rather be in a hurricane, tornado, or earthquake? Again, tornado and earthquake, you can't really prepare for because they just come out of nowhere. But a hurricane, you know it's coming. I mean, it is all over the news. You got all the, I'm sure in Florida, right? there, And like, especially in the areas that will be affected, I have no doubt trucks are already rolling in, you know, for the relief kind of stuff and aid and everything. And it's like, you know, this is going to happen. Question is, do you stay or do you leave? What do you do? I'm out. Dipset. I'm out. Audi 5000. I'm out. They're using the buzzwords um, that I take serious. Life-threatening. Okay, yeah, that, that's at the top of the list. When I hear those words, it's just stuff. Let me go ahead and pack it up. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The thing that would be tough for me in Florida would be the insurance side of things. Like, that's, like you got to wonder, because you can't call today. Like, a hurricane hits tomorrow. Hey, we should probably call State Farm, check up on our policy. Let's just see what's hey, going on. I think on. I'd like to add that to my bundle. I want, <laughs> you got that hurricane package? Is that it? Because they're probably not they're not issuing any insurance right now in Florida. I have I have no doubt. Like if you had to do a real estate closing right now in, in Florida, probably pretty difficult to get it done. Speaking of real estate, WSICnews.com, the most local real estate you can find. Just click real estate at the top. Updates every five minutes directly from the local realtor association. Maybe prices go down in Florida because of the hurricane. Right. What what was a beautiful home now becomes a picturesque lot well i know down at the beach and stuff even here in north carolina don't you have to have like your flood insurance you have to have like certain type of windows so it depends um 
there are certain zones. It, there's the flood zone concept, right? Sure. FEMA maps, designated 100-year floodplains, insurance just pops in an address into a database. Oh, checks the box. Right. That doesn't mean that if in the event of a major storm, your area wouldn't, you know, could never be affected. Correct. And so there are those scenarios. Now, if you are in a flood zone and you are getting a loan on the property, yes, you have to get flood insurance. However, if you pay cash for the property, you don't have to get flood insurance. And there's a lot of people that pay cash for these, you know, oceanfront homes right. that, you know, are, are taste testers in Canada and they make billions of dollars a year. And so they're able to buy these these multiple homes and they don't have to get flood insurance if, if you paid cash. And Florida, I, I don't know. I, I would be I would be curious how many people paid cash for these beachfront properties. You know, retirees. Florida's a big uh, empty nester state. Big empty nester state. I was just in Florida. Were there a lot of empty nesters there? Um, I was in my own private situation, so I mm. really didn't. You know, excuse me. I was a, I was above it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but one thing I did notice: water was warm. Real hot. Water was warm. I'm talking walk in, warm. Was it clear? Like yes. the water, or was where it we like were, yeah. North Carolina? No, no, no water. it was nice. It was nice because we were kind of in that Gulf area. So I you guess, were the on the Gulf coast. side. Yeah. Okay. Correct. Wow. I don't. I. I'm trying to recall if I've ever been. I've never been to the Gulf. I don't think I have, unless I went as a kid and I don't recall. It's Always nice. want to do like some deep water fishing. You know, saltwater deep water fishing type right? thing. Deep sea fishing. Deep. <laughs> deep water. <laughs> sword fishing <laughs> got a buddy who's a uh, rob handsome rob he's got uh he's got a ginormous swordfish he caught out of the ocean just when handsome rob couldn't get any more handsome and he's and i think him and his brother and his dad i think they all caught one like on this trip of course they did and, Climbers. and it's just a beautiful massive swordfish and so when him and his wife uh step then they moved into their house says hey what are you gonna do with this swordfish Right over the mantle. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> right over First the thing mantle. In. First thing in. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I haven't I actually forgot to follow up and see if they. I know they hung it somewhere. I can't remember where. I don't know if it went right over the mantle. I don't. I don't think that that Mrs. would allow that one. Uh, yeah, we used to uh, in the summers. Uh, so Grace's uh, uncle used to own a, a bar in Ocean City, Maryland, where they cool. used to hold the uh, White Marlin Open. Ooh. So a big fishing tournament. Yeah. Right. So they would do all the weigh-ins at uh right outside the bar solid right it's crazy some of these fish that i mean i don't even call them fish these are monsters yeah i mean the white marlins uh beautiful fish when they bring in some of the blue marlins Whew. i'm talking you're talking like close to 800 pound you know behemoths behemoths yeah. i mean stretching out that look like 12 feet and they got anchors holding them on the tail i mean it's crazy belugas yeah it's crazy straight up just spray painted them behind the alley before they came and brought them out yeah fascinating to watch definitely makes you want to get out there and, and try to go to battle with something like that you ever seen the perfect storm the movie uh i have it's been a while marky mark and sure. uh what's the other dude's name who's uh perfect bunch uh, of people in that uh, george yeah uh clooney clooney yeah yeah yes. clooney clooney and uh man that's the one that's like maybe i won't go deep sea yeah, fishing. yeah yeah maybe right. i maybe i won't get into that as life. good as it can be is as bad as it can be at least with like a charter you know like a hey, worst case like hey some storms are rolling and we're not going to go out you live that life of living on the sea and you have to go out because you got to make make right. that coin right <sighs> what about tuna 
Mm. Big old tunas. Big tunas. Is Nat a big tuna tuna fan? Um, yeah, yeah, she. Likes she it. eat it out of the can. Uh, no, I do though. You do? Straight up, dude. Man. I told you I saw. I was on Instagram the other day, and <laughs> this ad pops up, and it's a this old bay little mayo. No, this was no old bay or nothing. This was this was a clearly a hired actress to be in this advertisement. And she's sitting at a desk like she's at a co-working space working. Like, it was to full Gen Z, millennial-style office space. Correct. Gets this can. And it's, and it's, it's, a, it's a tuna commercial. She's just at her, oh, when the days are long and I, gotta, I, I need to work through lunch, I pop me open some of this delicious tuna. Chick rolls open the can. And it's like full, it's like fish in there, like full fish. Though. Right. Just picks one up. Oh, see, I've never seen it. Snags it. That might have been sardines. <laughs> I don't even know. It may have been sardines. I it was. It looked like full fledged fish, though. She was claiming it was tuna chunks, and just drops it in the mouth, like like at the desk. Didn't even have a napkin on the table. <laughs> this was an Instagram ad, right? <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, who is buying this? What did What did I click that said I want this? Right. What have right you been here. discussing? What. <laughs> What have you been, Suri? What have you been talking about? Maybe you were talking about cat food or something. I, I was talking about no, because this was a human being. I know there was no cat involved in this commercial. No cats were harmed in the filming of this commercial. Tough. I mean, maybe it it would be appropriate if you wanted to maybe do it to maybe upset uh, someone in the office. Sure. You know, because I mean, the smell is real. I expected slurping down fish like that is pretty. <laughs> I expected awesome. toward the end of commercial these kids who have been graffitiing famous art pieces to come out of nowhere and just slap her with some paint or like oil and mm. be like, you're killing the ocean. That's what I thought the commercial was going to turn into. Right. It didn't go that direction, though. Okay. It ended with click here to purchase. Right. I didn't click. I wanted to click, but well, I knew if I clicked, that's all I would see. It'll be on everyone's phones now. Oh, everyone's. So go and say, Alexa. Search tuna. There you go. You're welcome. For all you people that are listening right now via your Alexa home device. Not cool, man. Just got it going. Maybe that's the joke we should start doing is start trying to get people's home home devices to start triggering. Well, their home devices are plugged into us. Oh, that's true. Yeah, we don't want to do that then. Right. Alexa, stay put. Uh, never mind, Alexa. Belay that order, Alexa. Belay it. Belay? Is that, that's like a military term, right? Okay. Belay that order. I thought that was maybe like a rock climbing term. Is it? Like belay. You ever done rock belay climbing? Belay on. No, I'm scared I'd be really good at it. Then <laughs> we had it at app, like at one of the the workout facilities. They had like a full fledged like you know apps all outdoor stuff and, sure. and just a rock wall. Never. I walked up to it one time. Nah. Just kept going. Nah. Not not for me. Nah. Self awareness is huge. It is big. I, and it's not that you don't have the safety protection. Sure. It's not like I wouldn't allow them to hoist me up there. I just don't understand the purpose. Right. Like, cool. I've, I climbed on rocks as a kid. There would be these massive boulders. I, in Huntersville, I, I guess technically it was Charlotte, but it was just south of Huntersville, Eastfield Road. Right? They were building a neighbor in Eastfield. And my parents, were they bought one of the first homes in, in Eastfield uh, early 90s and mid-90s. And... They were building then all the surrounding homes. We would go out there and climb on the hills. So for some people, though, they've taken it to another extreme and they just climb rocks and boulders as adults. For me, though, I, I left it in the dirt. You know, Some people do it without any gear. 
Yeah, those people are crazy. Mm. I mean, in a good way. You gotta have good crazy people in a good way. We like good crazy people. Sometimes we're crazy. Good morning, LKN 844 Studio 4. I'm just trying to figure out who's next. Who's next to get indicted? Good morning, LKN. 806. Justin Kazepis, Bill's on the sticks. We are uh, rolling through on your way to work. Going to hear from Jeff at iCats, rideicats.com at about 8.15 because you're going to want to know what's going on in them streets if you're just hitting the roads. And so we want to keep you apprised. We want to keep you informed. It's good to have uh, good knowledge, good information. Always good for a good tip. Bill, what, what kind of tips can you give our listeners today? Right. So I have just been doing a little bit of reading here, hmm. uh, very brief about the length of that most recent commercial. And I have come across a little known fact as to why I'm not able to solve many problems right now okay. at this time of day. Okay. It is because 1030 a.m. is the best time to solve problems. Really? Yes. Why does it say why 1030 is like what, what's the reasoning behind 1030? You are most likely to come up with a brilliant solution by concentrating on the problem at 10.30 a.m. That's when uh, most people enter their innovation zone. Hmm. It's an innovation zone. It's a time where they're most in touch with their creative side, making it easier to come up with ideas, plans, projects, according to a brand new study. New study. 10.30 for me is typically a conundrum because, you know, that's when a lot of the fast food chains change over from breakfast to lunch and and usually it's a it's a that time that i've got to be creative and figure things out right and and i and I, I i i don't think it's just me that really deals with that problem i think there's a lot of people that face that similar situation like ah it's a little too early for lunch but it's too late for breakfast but i think there's actually like some professionals in that world that that think that 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 is actually an issue aren't there uh, yes, actually. Speaking of 1030, it's a hot time, hot topic right now. Mm. Um, 1030, the worst time to go to McDonald's. Here is, uh, here's Mike on why 1030 is the worst time to go to McDonald's. Why is 1030 the worst time to go to McDonald's? I'm a former McDonald's corporate chef, and here is your answer. So all-day breakfast really is not a thing anymore. And at mm. 1030, Should that's be. when the restaurant switches from breakfast to lunch. Now, there's a bunch of people who want their breakfast later than 1030. There's a bunch of people who want their lunch earlier than 1030. The issue what is all of the equipment is all the same, and a lot of times things same are oil. switched over from the breakfast menu to the lunch menu. Hash that means browns the and French fries. are no longer cooking hash browns. Nope. They're cooking French fries. Just drop them the in, same oil. The have a different time and temperature. Forget the, the McGriddle. The UHC, the universal holding cabinet that holds uh, a larger volume of the cooked food items. Wow. That is to service customers extra quick so they can just pull things out of the cabinet. Yeah, All of the breakfast smelling uh, like ingredients syrup. and items need to be removed. All of the lunch items needed uh, needs to be added. Get those fake eggs out. 
you are switching over in sometimes. Sometimes more headcount come in or leave at that Ginger's time. Ginger's been working so all night. All she is tired. All of these parts are happening Hadn't while washed her hands also in getting six busier hours. at the restaurant while also <laughs> switching an entire menu while trying to run out of all Those the breakfast items boards and don't add change all the lunch items. And it causes uh, a lot of issues within the restaurants. Mm-hmm. I see. Thank no, you, Mike. The number one issue Mike said, and I think that this is certainly something to consider, that oil. You know what I mean? When you got that oil that's just been straight dropped with hash browns, now all of a sudden you're putting in shoestring fries. You got to imagine that some of them French fries are going to taste like hash browns. So instead of going to McDonald's at 10.30 a.m., sure. focus on uh, that one problem you're trying to solve. I feel like sometimes it's, it's, it's a problem for me because I if I have a lunch that I bring, I typically will eat it like as soon as I get here and we get here early, right? Like, and I'll eat it like when I arrive as sure. if it's breakfast. Right. And then by the time we're done with the show, we're done with post-show meetings around that 1030 mark, we'll say I'm a little hungry again. Right. And so I find myself in that conundrum. Mm. Why can't they have all day breakfast? Is it a food? Is it a supply chain issue? Is it a, what is it? Because it's not like they're making the eggs fresh every day at McDonald's. Free range. There ain't no way those are free range eggs. Th them things are frozen two weeks before Sunday. That's how old them eggs are that, that you're getting in them, in them biscuits. Mm. You remember, you remember the when, <laughs> I remember when McDonald's made a post on Twitter about their quarter pounder, now with real meat, 100% real beef. Yeah, see, those are things where I'm just like, what are we saying? And and Wendy's came back like a vengeance. Wendy's came out really. You've got you now have one burger with fresh ground beef. Welcome to the club. We're finally here. What you been doing? What is it then? If it's not real beef, what are they putting in it? What do you think they are? You remember uh, Good Burger the movie, Keenan and Kel back in the day, the Nickelodeon movie. Of course. And what was it, Mondo Burger or whatever that was next door to them or whatever? I, think I believe like, so. Yeah, something, something like, like that. that. Yep. And they were pouring the chemical X in it that made the patties, like, you know what I mean, so crazy large. Mm. What's McDonald's doing with theirs? If it's not real beef, what is it? Cat? Ugh. Squirrel? Ugh. What do you think it is? I don't know. And here's the problem. Those thin patties are iconic, and they do taste good. Like, if you just get, like, a classic cheeseburger, simple little cheeseburger, they're delicious. My taste buds are wrapped around them. Noah loves those cheeseburgers. He cause, and, and Demi and Mom love them because it's the thin patty. They love the thin patty of it, the texture, the thin patty texture. But if it's not beef... What are we doing? What is it? Right. I'm not... Is there someone we can call? Like, does McDonald's have a direct line? Like, hey, just out of curiosity, if it's not beef, what is it? I feel like they should have to answer that question, like, just for, like, the human race. Because I, I think, like, a lot of people eat their cheeseburgers. Right. It's one of the most successful franchises of all time. I mean, you know the Golden Arches. The Golden Arches are in international. Correct. You go to Asia, and you, you can get some Golden Arches. Yeah, it's just tough that that is, uh, it's like a known thing. Right. You know, but unspoken. Right. But we, you know, just do it anyway. That's why if I choose fast food, I, I prefer Wendy's fresh, never frozen cookout. Also good. I do like cookout as well. Yes. I actually haven't questioned, though, whether or not they use real beef. 
Right. It's just, I guess it's just easier to not think about. The, the real thing is that I need to gain control of my own actions and not eat my lunch at, you know, 6, 6.30 that, in the That morning. is the stemming of the, of the problem, yeah. There's really, that's the really only the workaround here is, hey, right. how, how about some self-control, Justin? How about you take responsibility <laughs> for your actions? Don't go blaming everybody else. No, you're fine. Just a little snacking. Just a little, yeah, I'll take a little snack. Let me, let me get in the microwave there and heat up my quesadillas I brought. That's a little snack. They're breakfast quesadillas. That's what I'll say. Because mm. I think breakfast quesadillas, like, have you had Taco Bell's breakfast? Uh, I have not. I'm encouraging people to eat fast food today. This is this day has gone awry. Well, you're encouraging them, but at the same time, you're telling them, you know, cautiously optimistic. Yeah, <laughs> eat, eat the real beef. Okay, if McDonald's isn't using real beef, that's what I'm saying. See, what's now, Taco Bell using? What's and, Taco Bell using? You know, you think they got real ground beef in their stuff? Real steak? You get that steak chalupa? You think they got real steak in there? Nope, it's all goat. Oh. <laughs> What you think? What kind of meat is it? Or is it, you know, Impossible Burger? Is it all plants? Mm. They just take the compost from out back. They use a compactor, put it all together, and they slap it in that burrito. Good morning, LKN. What a great morning it is. 844-STUDIO-4. Going to have Jeff from iCats next. Got to get you your traffic update. How's your morning going? Who's that community calendar girl? Good morning, OKN. Justin Kazepis, 818. You may be on your way to work right now, wondering what is going on out in the world. Let's get a check of traffic. There's an accident. Traffic? Traffic. That's going to be your best alternate. Moving kind of slowly. Checking in now with Jeff of iCats, iCats, rideicats.com. Jeff, how are the streets looking this morning? Uh, good morning. Uh, there's heavy congestion from Statesville, uh, uh, 77 South, uh, all the way to Charlotte. Uh, there's uh, heavy congestion going north uh, on 77 between uh, Gilead, uh, uh, exit 23, uh, oh, north uh, of So uh, uh, just just take your time. Uh, know that you got to be patient. Don't ride bumpers, but. Uh, there's no incidents to report, just uh, some slow-moving traffic this morning. Jeff, do you think it's because school's starting back up that we're seeing a little bit heavier traffic today? What do you think? I, I do believe that, that that's part of it, uh, but it, it's, uh, I'm here at uh, exit 23 and, and going uh, 77 south. Uh, it's almost like a parking lot, so... Uh, just a lot of people on the road this morning. There you go. Jeff from iCats, rideicats.com. Jeff, today's also that you guys go to the VA in Salisbury, correct? That is correct. Uh, so uh, that's a, a, a dollar each way. And uh, if you schedule your VA appointments on Tuesday, uh, we'll be glad to pick you up at your home and then bring you back to your home after you've had your VA appointment. There you go. Jeff with iCats, rideicats.com. Jeff, we appreciate you. Drive safe, sir. All right. Have a great day. You too. All right. There you go. Oh, for crying out, go, go. I hate traffic, the band and the phenomenon. Yeah, it's 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 rough out there. And when school starts back up, right, you instantly, like literally overnight, the day CMS starts back, you you begin to see that pain again. 
for 10 weeks, you, you've thought to yourself, oh, I'll get away from this. I don't need to deal with it anymore. But no, it's still there. It's, it's, it actually never left. You just weren't a part of it. And now uh, you have an alternative transportation option. Rideicats.com. They go to the city every day, twice a day, every morning. Uh, if you want an alternative transportation option from Iredale County, three bucks. Three bucks to ride into the city. Jeff cruises that HOV lane every day, so he just waves. He just waves at all of the, the onlookers that are, that are part of the normal lanes. Normal people. Less than. What do you think, Bill? I'm thinking I need to start my own service or join up through the opposite route. Which is wait in traffic? No, no, no. 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 For those who want to wait in traffic with me, <laughs> <laughs> I'll bring people from Charlotte up to Studio C every morning. Oh, wow. Yeah. Early. Early. Well, well they do a ride back. You know, I guess they can get a ride back later. Shh, I, I think. I but would hope. They can get a ride back from me. What's from you? Show five. Yeah. Look, I'll, you I'll take them back. Go down to Charlotte. Right. So there's people. Oh, you're you're I'll, doing the opposite. I'm route. doing opposite. Got route. it. Got it. Got it. So those those commuting to Lake Norman from Charlotte in the mornings and then going home to Charlotte Correct. in the evenings. Correct. Is there a big faction of that? Do you think that takes place? What's traffic like on your way down to Charlotte in the afternoon? Is it pretty rough? Um. Yeah. Through the twenties uh, is tough. Yeah. Then it kind of clears up. It's just that bottleneck through Lake Norman. Correct. You know, and then once you hit that 45 going south, though, it's just wide open again, the four or five lanes. Correct. And it's not like there's like, it's almost like a, you know, like a disbursement, right? Like once you hit that four lane and then all of a sudden just everything starts flowing. Green flag. Why aren't we flowing prior to, I guess, is always my question. Like I think, and I blame it on the 18 wheelers. That's what I blame it on. I do not. Who do you blame it on? I don't blame them. They are doing the Lord's work. <laughs> I mean, we need them. I'm not, I'm not denying that. But there should have been like a lane created for no 18-wheelers that's free. You know what I mean? Like, like what if they would have made a legitimate express lane just to Charlotte? Once you're on, you cannot exit until 277. Right. Express. Right. A, uh, uh, entrance only, tunnel style, one lane. Let's make it a train. Because then, then we know how many people are commuting truly to the city. Correct. Seems to be quite, Isn't that quite part a few. Of it? Yeah, yeah. It's quite a bit. I'm all for the mass transportation, the train. I know there's, there's people that don't believe it'll ever happen or, don't, or wonder if it really would be good. I am all for a light rail system from the Lake Norman area to Charlotte. I mean, you really only need one stop, maybe two. I mean, I would like to see all the stops. Don't get me wrong. I would love to see Huntersville, Cornelius, Davidson, Mooresville, shoot, Troutman, Statesville. I would love to see all of it. Will I think that happen? Uh, will that ever happen? I, I doubt it. Uh, do I want it? Yes. Because I think it would even be cool if you could travel, you know, throughout the entire Lake Norman region on the train. Sure. Not have to hop in the car. The problem is then getting to the station. Right. From your home, from right. your abode. Within these smaller towns, Mm -hmm. I think then you would need in-town transportation. Right. I'm a big fan of a trolley system. I think a trolley system, even Huntersville could handle it, even though it's much larger as far as square mileage goes compared to Cornelius and Davidson. Definitely Cornelius and Davidson, I think, could utilize a trolley system to to move about. Right. Phenomenal idea. I think those two towns are kind of close, really, really close together. And if you're you're four buses— Cost effectively, trolley's the same concept. Right. It might even be less expensive because the size. 
And to where you could then, as it grows and as there's a need and people are utilizing it, just add more trolleys, especially as the widening starts taking place. And again, I'm thinking about in town now, but I relate back to something we talked about yesterday on today's Real Talk, our real estate show, which airs every Monday from three to four. The timing of the routes, you've got to be willing to accommodate the nightlife crowd. If you 100%. really want people to utilize it, you have got to include the nightlife crowd. I agree. I agree with what you guys were talking about yesterday. Great show yesterday. Thank you. Um, yeah, remind people where they can go listen to that if they missed it. Sure, WSICnews.com if you just click radio shows, and then you'll find today's Real Talk listed in the 3 o'clock hour on Mondays. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can catch all the episodes on demand anytime you want. You can watch them or listen to them. Also, if you want to search any real estate, you want to do it on WSICnews.com. Maybe you're wondering what your home is worth. What's the potential sales price of your home? We've got a home valuation tool on our website because uh, we care about local and we, we know what it values. But and it, it, because real estate is such a popular conversation, and I, and I didn't actually intend to go down a big rabbit hole of real estate this morning, but mass transportation is the topic. That's what everyone gets upset about in all the projects right, right now. Transportation, infrastructure, can the roads handle it? Again, I go back to the education of... North Carolina, you will not get a road until you have a need. You do not technically have a need until you have a development because the development is what brings people in, thus creating the need. So the way the equation works, you have to have demand before you get a road. Do you? Can I put you on the spot? Sure. Do you, do you agree with that formula or do you think that there's a different kind of way to do it because it's a formula of fairness sure and and that i think would be my concern of the other direction and the other direction being somebody dishing out money let's right. say most notably raleigh Reckless dot or, yeah, correct right. who's to say which town is going to grow because it almost like well then won't the growth follow the dollars versus the dollars follow the growth and i don't like that idea because i have a real i have trust issues sure just personally and so to think that somebody else has the authority to decide how much money, you know, individual districts get. Now, if it were there is a set pot and let's call it based on population that dollars get allocated, you know, equally across the board based on population from the DOT pot, which the tax dollars, right? When you buy a gallon of gas, money goes into the DOT fund. And so there's a highway fund and, and roads get paid for and the state maintained roads. There's a whole layers, multiple layers to this. If it was at a local level of management, I may be on board. But here's the problem. I don't think every local district wants to manage it. Do, do the local districts, the local municipalities have the ability to manage it? You're saying it's easier for them to not shoulder the consequence or you know some goes wrong it's easier to just kind of say well that's not on us that's right it's you can't have your cake and eat it too sure which i'd never understand that saying i'm going to have my own cake every year but you can't not manage it but then also simultaneously want to dictate where the funds are going right i don't think that that's a fair equation example mooresville mooresville has now began the process which is going to take about seven years taking back the rights to the the traffic lights Right. They're going to create their own traffic center in town so they can have the management and infrastructure in place locally to control the traffic lights. Huge fan of that. 
Right. The fact that the fact that no other municipality around here has thought about that and started that process years ago blows my mind. You think everybody's going to wait and see how it goes with Morrisville? And seven then? years is a long time to wait. Right. Like seven years, then we're going to decide. Because then it's at least, let's say, another seven years after that. Right. Where right now, if 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 Davidson, Cornelius, Huntersville, and Mooresville, let's say, all decided simultaneously to take back, imagine that regional impact we could have. Because that's really what it's going to take. Right. Because Mooresville on its own... Well, they get a lot of traffic from other areas. Right. You can cut through. You don't have to even take the highway to get from Huntersville, you know, from Charlotte. You, you could literally take secondary roads sure. all the way up to Mooresville mm -hmm. and beyond. And because, and, and because of that, we have so many people entering and exiting different towns from different points. It really will take localized data at a regional level, I believe, to make it the most efficient system. Right. Which I'm all for. Now, the question is, can the local municipality handle the management? That's the real question because you got to high you got to have specialized training, you got to have designated personnel. How you know how how automated how crazy is it? I don't I don't know the answer. Obviously the technology exists, Bad right? things are good things are going to happen, bad things. When you have the accident that happens let's say on Catawba, there's the fender bender and it's near Torrance Chapel, which is already a parking lot, would having the local traffic center alleviate some of that pain? Is it the timing of the lights that are the real issue? There's, there's probably data, right? I mean, all these TIA studies getting done from all these developers. Surely there's data that we could utilize and say, huh, it's probably a good idea. That's probably a good idea. And they would say it in that voice too, by the way. Good morning, LK, in 844-STUDIO-4. How you morning going? Going pretty good here. National holidays, gotta hit those up. Mm, hopefully there's some food ones. morning, okay. Justin Kazepis, 834, Bill's on the sticks. This weather has got it all over the place. It's hot. It's hotter than can be last week. Don't even know how hot it reached. The heat index was like 100. Heat index was like 110. And then now we got a hurricane coming in. We're kind of all over the place. But, but I, there are concerns in the community because we do have uh, people who you know, uh, don't have uh, uh, stable housing, and that is a real thing. Part of part of our lineup here at WSIC is we, we, we love to engage community leaders. We've got one of them on the phone, Debbie O'Hanley, Executive Director of the Hope House in Huntersville. She's also co-host of Community Centered, which will air today. It airs every Tuesday from 3 to 4 o'clock. Debbie, uh, you, someone who, who knows the streets very well, you, you know uh, what it's like for people that are without permanent and stable housing I think about this weather. It's hot last week. There's a hurricane coming, which thankfully we're not going to get a direct impact of, but we are going to certainly get rain. What is it like for people that are living day to day wondering what they're going to do for housing in these type of scenarios? Intense, just like the weather. Their, their mood matches the weather for sure. But, you know, from my experience, every encampment that I've ever met or any person that I've ever met living through this, has some incredible survival skills. I, I know after I've been there and I visited folks, I get back in my car and I, I sit there just for a moment and just say, how do they do it? Like, it, it, you know, I'm safe in my car. It's dry. How do they do it? It's incredible to watch. But it really is a whole um, 
it's a whole nother society. They, they have their own communication skills. They have their own survival skills. It's really an amazing thing. And I know people are curious, but it's also something that I think should deeply be respected and um, honored what they're doing. There, on a day-to-day basis, for there's sure. Certainly, a, 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 you get a good number of calls every day, every week, every month for the Hope House, people mm-hmm. wanting to, you know, inquiring about housing, inquiring about the program you're doing there. But then there's a group of people that, that do stay on the streets that they choose to, and, and that's a reality, um, and you've talked about that multiple times. What, when you when you know that, like, a lot of these people, you've met a lot of the, the people that, that don't, again, have stable housing in the local area, which is crazy to think that we have, but we do – what it what is what do they say about it like what what are they doing to prepare is it like literally a tent encampment or is it is it no that they come out for resources and then go back or is it just prayer what is it that that helps them to kind of make through the process well i can only speak through some of the folks that i've had the opportunity to talk to and to be with and i know one in particular who lived on the streets uptown for 12 years, and it wasn't even a tent. It was sort of a makeshift thing that she made, an igloo, if you will, out of some discarded tablecloths and things. And she, you know, we'd say to her, you know, there's a storm coming. Are you sure tonight you don't want to come with us? And she would be like, no, I'm prepared. I'm prepared for whatever God is going to bring my way. I think about that every single time we get a forecast, and I go, wow. How do you, like, wrap your head around preparing? So she just literally would um, hunker down, for lack of a better word. She'd look for other um, coverings. She'd go out on a search for looking for more discarded trash bags or whatever it was that she could insulate herself from with the weather. And she just withstood it because she had no other alternative. So she just knew that it was a a head thing that she had to wrap around her head to say, you know, look, I got to do this. So the stamina, the resiliency, the character is all a phenomenon to me that fascinates me that how these folks survive this um, is incredible. But yeah, we, we, uh, one particular person that we knew who lived on the streets for 12 just really prepare herself. There, there's always the talk. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, she just had a, she would keep a wooden chair outside of her igloo. And when the chair was upside down, it meant you weren't invited to speak to her. But when the chair was right side up, it was an invitation for you to come and visit with her. So there, when I talk about communication style and survival skills, these are the things that we, you know, as outsiders don't really know about our neighbors in need on the street. And uh, there is, there is a whole, um, communication style and like i said more skills that they have that we we never have we would never know what to do certainly instincts of survival that most of us will never understand and 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 be able to comprehend sure. and and a lot of times right we we do focus on those truly in dire crisis needs as we should right i think as a society that's one of my issues with you know, what we choose to spend dollars on. And a lot of times there are so many people that actually need help. And I wish that there was more ways we could deeply focus on those people that truly need help. But I think we all need help at some point. We all reach a point of burnout. We all we all reach a point of needing hope. And so for, let's say the person who has stable housing, but their life may not be as perfect as as the out, outside may appear, right, based on Instagram posts or social media or when they're chatting and hanging out with friends. 
what are you finding when because you you can understand this and you you can you know, almost diagnose someone and I don't want to use that clinical term but you know what I mean when when you're talking with somebody yeah what are you seeing in society locally right now with all all the garbage that's out there all all of all of the headlines all of the mess are you finding that people are in need of hope or is everybody satisfied right now no, I think I think the whole world needs hope right now, and and a whole lot of it. You have to live with that. I mean, I'll give you for instance, personal for instance. Uh, Saturday night storms in the neighborhood. Our house was struck by lightning, and we lost all low voltage things. So air conditioning, all the audiovisual, internet, modem, all that stuff. Garage door opener. And there was a lot that I could have been really like, holy moly, upset about. But my attitude had to be, well, let's let's look on the bright side. There was no fire. No one was injured. We're okay. We still have a structure to live in, and we'll recover. And I think that folks who have that resiliency attitude, there's a young lady at Hope House now who did not get a job that she was so hopeful about. And she called me, and she said, you know what, Miss Debbie, I'm okay. I have a roof tonight. I know I'm going to have dinner. I know my child is in school. There's so many things that I could at this point just get really down and upset about, but I choose hope. And I thought, you know, these folks that go through this are the great teachers to me of that. And I think to myself, if she can be hopeful in the middle of her storm, for for God's sakes, so can I, even though (laughs) it's a nuisance and a bother to have to go through everything that we're going through these next couple of days to get back up on our feet and recover from that. I choose hope. I choose hope. And I hope that folks who are living with disastrous news or impending gloom or, you know, are feeling that way, you can make an, a physical, emotional, and spiritual choice to choose hope, to know that in the future it's invisible, but yet you can see it. It's out in front of you. You're going to be hopeful that that storm does not have a catastrophic impact on Florida, that the outcome is going to be good. So choosing hope is the first thing you have to do when you're in a storm, for sure. We're talking with Debbie O'Hanley, Executive Director of the Hope House Foundation in Huntersville, a women and children's transitional homeless shelter. Hopehousefoundation.org is their site. Hopehousefoundation.org. Debbie is also co-host of Community Centered, the show that airs every Tuesday from 3 to 4 o'clock, where you and Margie dive into things happening actually in the local community and what you guys are seeing. What's on tap for the show today, Debbie? Yeah, today is great. Today we are speaking with Jim Cooper, who is with Hospice. Um, They have a new name, and he's going to tell us about that. And I mean, talk about hope, right? Talk about someone who has to be hopeful and, and hold that hope torch every single day. It's Jim Cooper. He's got some great advice. He's got some interesting things to say. And there's things about him that people don't know in our community. He's a great musician. Um, he has got a just a laughable personality. He is a joy to be around. I think about all of my um, constituents who are out there with hope, uh, doing it every day. He is one of the leaders, and I am excited to talk to him today. Sometimes people get a little wigged out talking about this kind of stuff, but you know what? It's important. Um, at some point, we're all going to come with an expiration date, so we need to be prepared and thinking about these things, and Jim's got some great advice we're going to talk about today. We appreciate your willingness to have the conversations that are tough in the community, um, but we got about a minute left. 
someone who is maybe facing that crucial moment right now, that that true tragedy, that crisis, give them give them give them a moment of hope. Mm, it's a gift that's invisible but yet can be seen. And honestly, the God of Hope is still on the throne. And if he's orchestrating everything in your life, there he he knows how to wield out and deal out hope. And so just hold on to hope. It's an emotion that, um, you know, you can't see, but it's out there. And if you can't find it in yourself, then ask someone else to come alongside of you and hold their hope. Let them let, let them be the person that you get to borrow it from until you can find yours again. And then once you find yours, you might be asked to borrow it to someone else. And so that's what we do with hope. We sort of lend it out, and we, we have to be the hope holders and the hope torches for those in our community who don't have it. And so find someone. Find somebody in your corner today that can come alongside of you and hold your hope and um, be a witness to how amazing um, things can get turned around and how the God of hope is still on the throne. All right, Debbie O'Hanley, Executive Director of the Hope House, hopehousefoundation.org. We'll see you this afternoon, Debbie. You bet. And by the way, you were looking very suave this morning. Oh, well, thank you. Well, it's a a jacket. I got a a (laughs) special lunch in Mooresville for the North Carolina Music Hall of Fame luncheon. So I'm I'm wearing my finest gear. You are looking, you are fitting the bill today. You are full of hope and fitting the bill today for that. So good luck with that. I hope you enjoy and uh, (laughs) you, you get it done. And I'll see you this afternoon. All right. See you. Bye. Good morning, OKN. Justin Gazepis, 848. That is the time upon which you are living in right now. And it's, uh, is it Tuesday? It is Tuesday. Ooh, it's that Tuesday. You know, but we got the lineup that gets you through your Tuesday. That's the cool part about it. We do. You know, you got Pat Shannon Monday through Friday. National Treasure, host a home ad. If you're looking to buy something, sell something, trade something, you found some kittens and mittens. Hey, now. Somebody's going to find kittens in mittens. If you got a birthday, if you got an anniversary, you call Pat. He writes your name down the list. 1045 every day, spins the wheel. Yesterday, Pat gave away some tickets to Darlington. Oh, nice. Darlington this weekend. Somebody won a family four-pack, uh, both to Xfinity and Cup Series this weekend. Awesome. In addition to somebody who won on our digital fam side on Facebook, and then also I believe there was a winner last night that Joe Berg announced uh, for some Panther swag. Oh, wow. Gave away some Panther swag. Nice. The giveaways are coming, and we got a lot more coming. Uh, We do have a lot of stuff back here. We got to give some of the stuff away. And uh, we got Renaissance Festival tickets. We're working on the giveaways for that. Uh, Renaissance. You been to the Renaissance Festival? It has been many a moon. Get you a giant turkey a leg. A fortnight, but uh, yeah. I always love the jousting. There's yes. the, the jousting show in the back. Oh, yeah. That's where they ride the horse, right, with the long spears? Correct. And uh, they try to knock each other it's off the horse. It's actually the, uh, I think it's the state sport of Maryland. Jousting? Jousting. Wow. That's how they get that. I, I didn't know that. That's how they solve their differences. So they, like, up at, like, new age jousting. Correct. What uh, is the, I wonder what the technology is like. You know, carbon fiber? Right. The, yeah. You know the some of the lances on yeah, the lances can be breaking. Light, strong. Yeah, like never breaking, <laughs> right. just impaled to the death. Right. Maryland. Gosh, I thought I knew you. 
Right. Jeez Louise. Yeah, so Pat, Pat, the home ad show, uh, airs Monday through Friday, 9 to 11. He's coming up in a little bit. Then we've got at 11 o'clock today, hometown hour, Mooresville. You've got Mayor Miles Adkins and Megan Suber, the Director of Communication and Marketing, coming through and informing you about Mooresville. Engage with them. You can call in the studio and talk. If you've got a question, if you're in Mooresville and you want to know what's going on there, they were talking about the Citizens Academy going on. Yep. Big thing there. Citizens Academy, you can learn all about the town, find out, meet the different department heads, learn the inner workings, what the process is. Hey, if you've got questions, they've got answers. Yep. Simultaneously, that, I'm going to call in probably at the end of their show because today the NC uh, Music Hall of Fame luncheon going on in Mooresville. Oh, that's nice. In Mooresville. And you look nice, by the way. I appreciate that. No, yes. I, uh, I wore my good jacket I don't know if today. our radio community got to hear it, but Debbie O'Hanley did compliment your outfit. I complimented your outfit. Thank the you. The jacket is... It's a dinner jacket, but I'm wearing it for lunch. Ooh, I mean, you look like you were drafted third overall. Well, <laughs> working my way up, you know, right. working my way up. Right guard I, out of Louisville. I figured I'd, I needed to match the occasion, right? Because it's about music. I'm a big music fan. Right. I don't listen to new stuff, but I still love music. I love the, I support the concept of music. Yes. And uh, and there's lunch, and so I'm gonna go attend. I know you're the, there. The, that's where <laughs> I'm at, baby. Bringing my my six day old McDonald's bag with me, and uh, gonna enjoy that at Charles Mack Citizen Center today. So I'm gonna call in because I, I wanted to give an update. Hey, I'm in Mooresville. Let me call into Hometown Hour, which is you know the town of Mooresville's show. I'm sure they're going to love that. Let them know what's going on. I haven't told them I'm going to do it yet. Right. I don't know if it's going to be on point to the topics of conversation that they're going to be having. I doubt it. I, I, I just, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll find out. And That's an awesome, uh, awesome experience. Yeah, there. it's not the actual Music Hall of Fame like induction ceremony. Sure. That's in October. But it's cool that it's happening in Mooresville. I just think that that's cool to have that happen locally. Who knew? Like, I, I found out from an email. And uh, so I figured, hey, let's, let's go. Can I put you on spot? Is it like everybody or like all? Or is it local artists? Or? It's the North Carolina Music Hall okay, of Fame. Gotcha, North so, Carolina. Yeah, gotcha, it's North Carolina. Gotcha. And cool uh, so, yeah. So we'll see, we'll see who's on the list. I don't know who's on the ballot, you know? I'm not, I'm not up on the New Age stuff. But I guess Hall of Fame isn't New Age. No. These are your veterans. Proven. These are your people who, wait a second, you've already got some hits. Right. You've already culturally shifted the game. Right. And so that's who's going to be on tap today in Mooresville. Exciting stuff. But I no expect vote. a full report tomorrow. I don't know if I'm going to be able to vote. I don't think they're going to give me a ballot. Should not give you a vote. They probably shouldn't, but I'm going to ask for one anyway. Just like I'm going to ask for two forks for my salad. Just how I do things. Mm. And then at noon, noon to three, every day, Monday through Friday, Todd Starnes, you need your national news. No doubt there will be some headlines, particularly referring to the indictment and many other things going on in the world. Got to track that hurricane. You got your hurricane yep. tracker app throughout the day. And, you know, it is a national level thing. So I'm sure that, that Todd will be talking about that as well. And then uh, three o'clock, that's when it goes down. Community centered, Debbie O'Hanley, Margie Kyle, they're coming in, co hosts of the show. Going to keep everybody informed on the community. Like they talk about, they've got the uh, gentleman from Hospice coming in. Hospice. Right. It doesn't get more real than hospice. No, it does not. That's a tough conversation. To Those have. are two very real ladies, and I admire them both and their commitment to empathy. You don't see it enough. You don't. And, and, and I'm not going to lie. I'm not good at those conversations. Sure. Like, oh, my dog died. Would you like a chocolate? Like, that's, that's typically my go-to is, like, let me comfort you with food. Right. Let me comfort you with my words. Let me attempt to. 
a lot of things I'm just not good at. They are built for this, though. They are built for these conversations and these scenarios, and they are willing to have these conversations, and we're grateful for them. And then at 4 o'clock, possibly your favorite show in the entire you know lineup. Who it is. Know the Scene. Justin Dion, Executive Director of Kane Center for the Arts. Coming off a big high because the first show of the new fall season was this past Friday, Kane and Cox. Correct. Who you saw live. I did. You saw him live twice. I did. You saw him live at Kane Center, but you also saw him live last week during Know the Scene. Future North Carolina Hall of Fame music. Where he played an acoustic jam. Yes. Live here on WSIC. Yep. Which I, I don't know of that happening pre previous to. No. And so we were excited about that. Got to watch it. I was watching it as a listener, as a viewer, and it was very exciting to see that go down. That guy's real deal. I'm excited to hear and looking forward to more of the fall lineup yes. at the Kane Center. Yes. I think uh, Mike Goodwin is yes. coming up next in the lineup. Yes. Comedian. Comedian. Was on Funny America's guy. Gone Talent. Funny guy. And, uh, you know, Danny Carr is right now in uh, California for the upcoming live shows. She also on America's Got Talent right now. Carolina's got talent. North Carolina does have talent right now. Do we call it just Carolina or do we say North Carolina? Are we still, are we still divided with South Carolina or are we I'm a unified I'm calling it Carolina, front? but you know what I'm talking you about. You know we're talking about the North side. <laughs> the North side. I guess that's what the football game this weekend will determine. How bad do you think it gets? I think it's going to be a good game. Score yeah. prediction. Go ahead. Uh, oof. I'm hoping it's like a 35-30 type deal. Who's winning? Mm, that's going to be tough. I don't know. Take a pick. South Carolina. Oh, you're going the Bill Russell approach there. Yep. Mm. I wonder who Bill Russell is going to say is going to win. South Carolina. I know he's going to say he's going to win. All right. So you're going for South Carolina. I don't have a dog in the fight. I went to App State. So for me, it's, uh, you know, not of concern. Right. I don't get into the whole, uh, you, do you know, know. Do you know who App plays? Carolina. Uh, I can look it up. Uh, I yeah, can sorry. look it up. Did not mean to put you on the spot. No, we got no, other no. things to talk about. No, I mean, you can put me on the spot. Don't bother me. I don't follow, like, my, even though it's my alma mater. Sure. I don't, I don't really follow a lot of sports. I'll just be honest with you. Overall sports, like, you have to put it in front of me. Right. For me to engage with that. Correct. It's just not like. Oh, I know exactly where you're at in your life right now. Yeah. If it's, if it's not an animated movie. Right. I'm not going to talk to you about it. If it's not something of food related, right. <laughs> animated movie, right. uh, local development, I'm not really going to touch it. Correct. There's just too many moving parts. And maybe that's really where my frustration of baseball stems from. There's just too many games. Right. How do you keep up with all of it? Right. It's similar to basketball. There's just so many games. Like football, what, 12, 15 games in a year? A little bit easier to digest sure. and comprehend. Like, right. I'm not into, like, my double digits is below 20. Gotcha. When you're telling me, like, you're playing 100 games in baseball, I'm like, why? <laughs> like, like you don't have anything else to do besides play baseball like that's it and there's no cap in baseball right in the salary isn't that a thing too there's no cap no no cap and they make money ain't no money they make baseball a rod how much money did a rod make like what's it like a hundred million dollars a year or yeah, something that's like, like that? baby money nowadays though is it what's like the highest paid baseball player? we'll see whatever happens with uh shohei otani whenever he resigns shohei tani shohei otani what is he who does he play for he plays for the los Angela, or yeah, Los Angeles Angels. Oh, okay. Is yeah. he good? 
Yes, you don't know who he is? <laughs> no, I don't. Oh, my gosh. He's like one of the best hitters and one of the best pitchers, although he did get injured recently. So I don't think he'll be pitching the rest of the year, but leads the league in home runs or is up there in the league leaders of home runs. And uh, You know who I miss seeing? Bo Jackson. you never seen Bo Jackson play baseball. I've seen clips. I've seen clips of him play baseball. I've never really watched baseball. I know. <laughs> so it's like, that's fair for, I don't even know who the number one player is right now. I know A-Rod. Is A-Rod, A-Rod doesn't play anymore though, right? Uh, no, nah, A-Rod still plays. No. Radio <laughs> no, listeners, just let him, let him think this. A-Rod's still doing it. Yeah, big. he's still doing big things. He might huh? still be getting paid though. He probably, I have no doubt he's still getting paid in many different, is he the one who's married to J-Lo? Uh, was. Was married. They're not married anymore. They are no longer together. And then isn't so I always mix up J Lo and Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey married to Nick Cannon. Was was I can tell when you kind of fell off news. Sure, <laughs> which was like what 2015. <laughs> Give her <a> day. <laughs> you know, I saw a headline a couple of times. You know right. what I mean? I'll catch a headline every once in a while. Yeah, you demand for it though. You demand for what? For not knowing about baseball? Uh, no, just for being you. You know a lot of other cool things that I wish I knew. I watch a lot of Cash Cab. I feel like that's trained my brain to just absorb random pieces of knowledge which have no value 99.9% of the so time. ready for the moment. You got to be ready for the moment. Like, you got to be ready for the home ad show since coming that's up. coming up. It's coming up. In about five minutes, you're going to have Pat Shannon on air giving away prizes. Daylight Donuts. We are one day closer to that pumpkin spice, baby. One day closer. Wait till I step up in there and house a dozen that's, in front of everybody. That might be my hope today. Those daylight donuts. Mm. Good morning, LKN. We'll see you tomorrow, my kith. I love you. The new 105.9, 100.7 WSIC, Statesville, Mooresville, North Charlotte.